Last week, Godzilla vs. Kong released on HBO Max and in theaters, so I thought it was a good time to rank our four MonsterVerse films. Let's get started. Hey everyone, welcome back to Movie Morning, where we discuss all things movies, reviews, ranking, news updates, trailer updates, and also, of course, TV episode breakdowns and all of that fun stuff. And today, with Godzilla vs. Kong having been in theaters for two weeks now in uh, internationally and just been out for a week now in the United States, I thought it'd be a good time to rank our four modern-day MonsterVerse films, without, of course, being the Godzilla and Kong films that just kicked off with Gareth Edwards' film in 2014. And, of course, we're adding Godzilla vs. Kong to that list that I saw about a week and a half ago now. But I'm finally going to do this ranking because, you know, I've been, it's been delayed over me trying to watch the other movies. But I will be doing this ranking and just know this is my opinion. So if you disagree, that's cool. Just let me know under your star rating on Apple Podcasts if you can about what your ranking is. As well as also following the podcast if you enjoyed and enjoy what I have to say about these movies. For every movie besides Godzilla vs. Kong, I will kind of, if I need to, get into spoilers. I doubt I'll get into too much anyways. And then for Godzilla vs. Kong, if I do feel the need to talk about spoilers, which is unlikely, I will mention it. So make sure that you're not skipping ahead too much or else you're going to miss my spoiler warning. With that said, let's get started at number four. And my number four, easily for me, is Godzilla King of the Monsters. I'm not a fan of this movie. Like some of the creature action is really cool, but even then, I feel like even as big as some of them feel and how many people say there are, I feel with this movie, it doesn't have enough really, really enjoyable ones, and a lot of it is in the dark in this movie, similar to, not really similar to the first one, but more so this one where it kind of frustrated me. While the VFX are still really great, and I don't know if that played into why a lot of the fight scenes were in the dark, but besides that, the thing that absolutely kills this movie for me is the story they came up with. The story they came up with for this movie just wasn't enough to, to warrant a sequel to that 2014 film. One that has nothing to do with it, pretty much, but the, there's a really weak story, and a vast majority of it is so boring. At least 90% of this movie... I struggled the first time. I saw this in the theater back in 2019, and I did not enjoy watching it whatsoever. I thought the human characters in this movie are the worst out of the entire franchise, and that's really disappointing and just really annoying for me because I know there's a lot of people who really, really like this one. For me, I'm just not into it. I watched it, and I forgot it like less than an hour after because it's just a forgettable, boring movie, and it doesn't help that I believe... This is, the, this is the one in the franchise that has the longest runtime, and these monster movies just can't go on for that long and keep my attention. Coming into my number three is Godzilla. And I know this kind of contradicts from what I've said in the past couple episodes, but this film on this rewatch came in at number three. Now, I don't think it's because this film has dropped, because I originally, actually, when I got out of the theater and I was thinking about my ranking a little bit, I actually had this at number one still. But I think that... Maybe my enjoyment of the other films maybe increased. But with this movie, I just really liked Gareth, Gareth Edwards' direction and what he wanted to do with this you know, big sci-fi blockbuster. It's a slow-paced movie. It's kind of a slow burn, even though you have a big monster in the movie. But I feel like the human element in this one isn't as frustrating for me. And I feel like the complaints about this movie, like too many, too many humans, too less monsters... I don't really feel that it hurts the movie because I feel the human characters in this one are more 
they're easier to connect with than, than King of the Monsters. So I latched onto them for the most part. So the slow burn aspect didn't really bother me. I do think that at point it that points it got a little monotonous how much they were actually trying to hide Godzilla, and I kind of really that really frustrated me whenever they would cut away. But I thought it would have been better if they just kind of, um, if they kind of just found a way to just not have as much of him rather than just hiding him. And I think there's a difference between the two. And I think hiding him is what annoyed a lot of people. However, not showing him much makes the conclusion of the film really satisfying, especially, you know, you know the fight they have. And that's, that all, that, that's what would make, I think, to me, the payoff of this, of this movie really good and maybe, like, the best of the four movies because we got the build-up, you know, we got the connection and all that. But I do think still... There are points in this movie, there's a lot of moments in this movie that I think could have been cut, and I think it could, the runtime could have been um, decreased quite a bit, even though this isn't like, even that long of a movie, which, so like this movie is, this movie isn't the longest movie, but still, it's, it's, less, than, it's less than two hours long. Well, minus credits, but I still think there are a few few scenes that could have been cut, especially because so many people are kind of burned out in this movie by not showing Godzilla. My runner-up is going to be Kong Skull Island. Now, this is the one out of three movies, uh, four movies, I should say, that has the most memorable look to it and style. The colors on this movie, it's, it's some of the most unique direction I've seen in kind of like a big-budget blockbuster in the 21st century, it's one of the most colorful, one of the most just fun to look at. And it's just, I don't know what it is about this movie. I just really enjoying it. I feel, I enjoy it. I feel like it's a really, a really, a really damn good modern, modern day monster movie. And I think as good as you're going to get for an average one that you're just going to make. And that's because I feel like it handles all the stuff really well. There's mythology in here, but there's also no, there is also a, a ton of goofy scenes that are so over the top that they're going to make a lot of people cringe, but I absolutely had a lot of fun watching it. I really, really enjoyed this movie, especially on rewatch. Is it a great movie? No. I think that the pacing, once again, in all these movies is a big problem. Not as much in this one as the two Godzilla movies, and overall, I'm just more interested in the character of Kong than Godzilla in general, so I don't know if that's just personal bias from myself. Which I, that's just, that's not great when, you know, when you're trying to, uh, you know, judge, you know, like compare movies on each other. But for me, I've always been more fascinated by Kong because of his, because of the human side of, you know, him, even though he's basically a monster. And also, speaking of Kong, I should get into the other characters. And I think in terms of the cast, this film definitely has the most likable and most memorable. I really like John C. Riley, Samuel L. Jackson. I enjoyed some of the things they were setting up with him, but I feel like, a lot of the payoffs for these characters were a little rushed. But besides that, this is an enjoyable movie, and it comes in at number two on this list. Coming in at number one for me is Godzilla vs. Kong. To me, this movie is more of what I want. The monster action and all that great stuff. Compared to King of the Monsters, this one... Not King of the Monsters. Kong Skull Island, this one definitely has the weaker human elements. But to me, it's not as... The humans aren't, like, by themselves as much. Is that either Kong or Godzilla is pretty much involved in a scene, I would say, 80 to 85% of the time. That makes it 
a lot more fun, a lot more engaging and fun. I do think there are still some, definitely some, and I think what helps that is definitely the quick runtime they have. So that, that's, prob- that's, def- that's probably part of it is that you don't, know, you don't feel as much of the human stuff without a quick runtime. But I do, a good once again though, there are a few human plot lines that narrow down, especially the plot line with Millie Bobby Brown and Brian Tyree Henry. While I enjoyed Brian Tyree Henry, I felt what they were doing was inconsequential until, until like pretty much a point in the movie where it was kind of too little too late. And I don't think it justified the you know, plot line existing. With that said, I'm going to be getting into spoilers and discussing a bit about this movie because I haven't discussed this movie in spoilers at all. So if you haven't seen Godzilla vs. Kong, I'd recommend you all to click off right now because I'm going to be getting into spoilers for Godzilla vs. Kong right now to talk about a few of you know my thoughts on some of that. So getting into spoilers really quickly and a few things I just wanted to, wanted to mention. There's a lot of sequences in here I really, really loved. One of those being the boat sequence, obviously. Basically any main big scene with Kong. I love the human side with Kong and Gia, like the girl, where at the end of the movie, when the Kong and Godzilla are fighting and Kong takes a massive blow. They had this emotional moment where Kong basically dies and Alexander Skarsgård, who I don't think his character was developed enough, but has this great scene, you know, where he decides to be brave and wants to bring back Kong. I really like that payoff. And I think they absolutely nailed that scene. That's the scene I was talking about in my original review. I love that scene. And yup, Godzilla does pretty much win. Now I talked about how they kind of try to not give Godzilla the decisive win by making Kong defeat Mecha Godzilla, but I took that more of just a as a you know Godzilla facing his own kind, and he can't exactly top his own kind because it's himself. So I took it more of that, but I really did like that Kong did get his moment because again he's my preferred character. Hashtag Team Kong. But for me personally, a, a big another big standout like sequence I guess of the movie was all stuff on Hollow Earth. I felt. I was really disappointed that we didn't get a fight on, like, a bigger fight on there. But I love the scene where Kong just sits on the throne and gets the axe. It's awesome. But, but I think that one part that I think definitely stretched it to me, like, thinking about the movie I haven't had a chance to see again, is when Kong just jumps through a hole and it just lands in Tokyo where Godzilla is. I think, I think thinking about it, that scene kind of felt cheap to me. And, like, they wanted to wrap the movie up so quickly that they... You know, I didn't have to go through as much by just doing that. But so I understand where they were coming from with that. But again, I think a little unnecessary. Yep, I would say so. Anyways, with that said, that comes to the end of this ranking. Thank you guys so much for listening. As always, leave your ranking if you can wherever you're listening. With all that said, I'll catch you all next time. Bye-bye.